0: Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today.
1: Can Sean Payton fix Russell Wilson? The Texans hired one of the hottest coaching candidates on the market. Yes, the Texans and the Saints now have what they need to contend next season. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the camp miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Sports Today.
0: all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
1: This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Tuesday morning, it looked like the Denver Broncos were going to have to go back to the drawing board with their head coaching search. Then Tuesday afternoon, the announcement came out. Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos was going to happen. The Broncos negotiating terms with the New Orleans Saints. It is a first-round pick in this upcoming April draft, and then next year it is essentially a swap of second and third-round picks in this uh, exchange here, which means Sean Payton is the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. Sarah Bettinger from Locked On Broncos joins me now, and this all came together a little last minute Ultimately, the Broncos can spin it as, hey, we got our guy. Why is Peyton the guy worth giving up assets for to go get?
2: I think that's a great question. And soon as of the time we're recording this, we don't know how many millions of dollars that question is worth. But man, Russell Wilson many is, obviously is probably the, big, the answer, right? Many, many millions, many. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously you're paying this guy to come in and work with Russell Wilson, which was a big question mark, right? Coming into this process of, Does anybody want to do that, especially given the fact you're, you know, playing against Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert twice a year in the AFC West. So that's going to be the big thing, I think, for Sean Payton to come in. And I mean, it's not like he has a ton to fix, right? The Broncos are. You know, how many one score games last year? I should know off the top of my head, shouldn't I? But they all just kind of blend together at this point. (laughs) I think they lost nine of them. So they lost nine one score games. And you look at a team like the Vikings longingly as they won all but one of theirs. And it's like, man, I mean, what's the difference in those one score games? What's the difference in getting this offense back on track? Could it be Sean Payton? I mean, his track record kind of speaks for itself. But that's what the Broncos are obviously paying up in multiple ways to find out.
1: The the obvious comparison to draw here is going to be, okay, Russell, Russell Wilson, a unique kind of quarterback because of his size, no longer the athlete that he used to be. Well, Sean Payton had a little bit of success with a guy called Drew Brees, ever heard of him, um, future Hall of Fame quarterback who was also a little bit undersized. And even later in his career, Sean Payton was able to find the best ways to get Drew Brees involved, get Drew Brees to produce at a high level. I think the question, Sarah's... Is Russell Wilson willing to do that?
2: And if it's going to be for someone, presumably it's going to be for a guy like Sean Payton, right? Right. You got to hope so, right? I mean, we saw Russ this year a a bit limited to say the least, right? Obviously Mm. had the quad injury, had the, the torn lat that he played with, had the concussion late in the season. Obviously the surroundings in Denver being different, the relationship with Hackett, obviously not quite. In terms of football speaking, I don't know what they were like on personal terms, but... You know, it just none of it came together. And that a lot of that was due to the fact, remember, a lot of Broncos fans complaining. I'm sure you heard it on your Twitter Is Russ isn't running. Where Why is he not moving around doing the things that he used to? We'll find out, I suppose, if it was a physical thing on his end, if it was a play calling thing. We did see when Justin Outen took over as the offensive play caller yeah. in those final two games. You know, Russ did start running quite a bit and designed running plays, not just he wasn't just out getting outside the pocket making plays, which he did that as well but he was running some designed running plays and doing pretty well with it. So that'll be fascinating to see. I'm sure Sean Payton has, you know, he made a great pitch to the Broncos ownership group, general manager, George Payton of, here's how we can really maximize Russell Wilson. And I I, I believe he even had a uh, conversation with Jeff Duncan, a New Orleans reporter, where he talked about just, you know, the running game has to be there. And I think that's true for Russell Wilson. It was when he was in Seattle, the running game has to be there in order for him to play off that and really excel. And, And so I think that's something that the Broncos didn't have majority of 2022, as well as a consistent running game to help Russell out. So We'll see how that changes in 2023 as guys get healthy and now you implement one of the better offensive play callers in the game. Stay up to date all
1: year on the Denver Broncos by subscribing to Locked on Sports Today and Locked on Broncos on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked on Sports Today your first listen. Coming up, the Texans got one of the top coaching candidates available. Before that, we've got to talk about the quarterback who threw two touchdown passes last year and is now headed to the Pro Bowl. This year, the only app you need on Super Bowl Sunday is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because they're the number one sports book in America. It's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now and you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. A no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. Bets that used to be reserved only for the Super Bowl. Now, every week. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings Instantly. So join Fanduel today at fanduel.com/lockedon to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl Fifty-Seven. That's fanduel.com/lockedon. Make every moment more with Fanduel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL.
3: Now,
0: here's what you need to be locked on today.
1: Tyler Huntley is headed to the Pro Bowl. And no, that's not a misprint, not a typo. Tyler Huntley. The Baltimore Ravens quarterback who took over for Lamar Jackson and started a grand total of four games, four games, and he said it to the Pro Bowl, along with Derek Carr, who, by the way, got benched and is going to get traded or cut this offseason, and Trevor Lawrence. All three AFC quarterbacks for the Pro Bowl are replacements. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow were the original three selected because of course they were. Well, Lawrence had a pretty good season. Huntley threw a grand total of two touchdowns. And Carr will don the uniform that he is soon to leave behind. The Pro Bowl will be a bit different this year with a flag football game instead of tackle. Still, whether by Super Bowl injury or decision, the AFL quarterbacks will all be replacements. And we need to just, the Pro Bowl needs to end. Make it an award. That's it. That's enough. The Lakers and Knicks needed overtime to figure out the winner of Tuesday night's
0: game. This is Andy Kamenetsky, co-host of Locked on Lakers podcast. And the Lakers win 129 123 in overtime in the garden against the Knicks. Very entertaining, very stressful game that saw tons of lead changes. The Lakers blow a six point lead with 141 left in the fourth quarter because of a lot of bad execution, and then control overtime because of a lot of great execution. And fittingly enough, Russell Westbrook represented the positive and negative with both extremes. Reckless in the fourth quarter, brilliant in overtime. LeBron James, 28-10-11, and triple-double in the garden. Anthony Davis, 27 points. Lakers looking to make it two in a row as they head to Indiana for Thursday's game. A lot more to get into, so make sure you are subscribing to the Locked on Lakers YouTube channel and make Locked on Lakers your first listen wherever you get your podcasts.
1: The Miami Heat got a big road win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're starting to put it together. Look out.
2: A disappointing loss in Charlotte over the weekend set up Tuesday night's game in Cleveland as a must win for the Miami Heat. And the Heat came away with one of its biggest wins of the season. I'm Wes Goldberg from Locked On Heat. The Heat beat the Cavaliers 197 after trailing by 11 early on. Miami came back thanks to their three-point shooters heating up and the use of their zone defense. Their 14 three-pointers were the most they've made since December 30th. It was Tyler Hero, Gabe Vincent, and Caleb Martin leading the way from beyond the arc. Jimmy Butler finished with 23 points while Bam Adebayo had 18 points and 11 rebounds. And Caleb Martin finished with 18 points and 10 rebounds. This is a quality win for the Heat who pull within a game and a half of the Cavaliers for the fifth seed in the East and maintain their cushion over the Knicks for the sixth seed. The Heat will play the Knicks at Madison Square Garden on Thursday. For more on tonight's game and where it ranks among the best Heat wins of the season, check out Locked on Heat on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Did Giannis score 50 again? All right, no, he didn't. But the Bucks did beat the Hornets anyway.
4: The Bucs win their fifth straight game. They beat the Charlotte Hornets 124 to 115, and it's their fifth straight win since Chris Middleton returned to the lineup. My name's Kane Pittman, I'm the host of the Locked On Bucks podcast. It took maybe a little bit longer than the Bucks expected to break the Hornets, but in the end, they get the win at home. They're 34 and 17. They're in really, really good shape, and they're in pretty good shape because Chris Middleton is back and playing consistent basketball. They've been really slow with the minutes, 15 minutes for the first few games. He's still yet to start a game, but he cracked 20 minutes for the first time tonight. It was exactly 20 minutes, but he got there. He finished in those 20 minutes with 18 points, four for 10 from the field, and we know he's just really crafty with his jump shot, whether it's the mid-range game, We know he can step it out to the outside, but he's a great foul drawer for this team as well. Eight for eight from the free throw line. And he just allows the Bucks to have different dynamic lineups with the offensive stuff. They don't have a true point guard, but with Drew Holiday, Giannis, Chris Middleton, Joe Ingles, they've got multiple ball handlers that can facilitate and create their own shot. So the Bucs offense, which has been struggling all season long, starting to tick along nicely. The health of Chris Middleton is absolutely key to that. Uh, Check out the post-game show on Locked On Bucks wherever you get your podcast
0: is another story you need to know
4: D'Amico Ryans may well have been the hottest
1: candidate on the coaching carousel this offseason now he is going to Houston or should I say going back to Houston John Hickman from locked on Texans joins me now and John I think that when you look at some of the other opportunities out there people might say oh they're closer to winning but that was not What drove D'Amico Ryans back to Houston? It was the situation. It was the connection to the team. It
3: was a lot of things. Tell me why this was the choice for D'Amico. You know what? He just felt comfortable with the McNairs, and the McNairs felt comfortable with him. You know, they drafted him um, 17, 16, 17 years ago now. Um, You know, it was a work year-to-year candidate. we that old? We, We are that we are that old? <laughs> you know, I have a problem with calling some of these younger guys coming in young guys now because that means I'm an old guy. But uh, they felt comfortable with one another, really and truly. And this was an opportunity that just seemed perfect for them, Right? His family had a good relationship with the McNair's. Right, coming in, this is a franchise that can't afford to botch any more head coaching searches. So there's an understanding that. That's why they got the six-year deal done. This is your team to build from the ground up how you see fit. We're just going to be here to help you along the way and provide you with what you need. So ultimately, D'Amico came back here to Houston because it did, did feel like home for him. It was home for him for years, and now it just seems like they got it right.
1: And the, the six-year deal is also important because D'Amico Ryans has not been a coach very long. He was playing in 2015. That's not that long ago. He's only been coaching since 2017 and was only a full-blown coordinator starting in 2021. This is a meteoric rise for D'Amico Ryan, so he gets to learn on the job. Presumably, this means he's going to get some runway. So what is the first order of business here for D'Amico Ryan to build this, as you mentioned, brick by brick from the ground up? How does he
3: set the foundation now or reset the foundation? Well, I'm glad you mentioned this six-year contract, Peter. Who do you cover? What team do you cover? The Packers. The Packers. What division is the Packers in? The NFC North. The last game of the year. What team did y'all play? The Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions head coach is who? Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell is on a what year deal? A lot. I don't. I don't know. Six-year deal. Okay. He's, on, he's also on a six-year deal. Former player didn't have that much much experience as a coordinator before being named uh, the head coach of the Detroit right. Line. And I wanted to point that out because they have similarities, right? just pointed that out. And when you ask me what should, you know, I guess Texas fans should be looking forward to, the first order of business, I think, is looking at this roster, right, and figuring out, okay, you know what? He doesn't fit. He doesn't fit. He doesn't fit. Let's move on from some of those guys. And the real reason why I wanted to bring up Dan Campbell is because that's the same thing he did when he got to Detroit. Moving on from Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay. And then going ahead and replacing those players with younger pieces that make more sense in terms of cap space and money to compete, you know, a couple of years down the line. So I don't expect this team to, you know, turn it around in one season. How do you
1: think that this hire affects the quarterback timeline? They have the second pick, importantly, not the first pick because Lovey Smith went ahead and <laughs> won them that game at the end of the year yeah. um, before he was uh, impolitely shown the door, I thought, but. D'Amico Ryans comes in now, defensive guy, Alabama guy, the number one quarterback in this draft. It might be an Alabama guy. Do they have to do it this year?
3: I, I'm, I'm, I believe that if your head coach feels like he wants to go a different direction in order to have some stability and really compete and build a team how he wants to, You can't be mad at that because ultimately you brought him in in order for that team to be competitive down the line. So with that said, if he does decide to go, you know, in opposite direction with the number two overall pick and maybe wait to see if Anthony Richardson is available at 12 or maybe trade up, I I can understand that because it is his keys to the car. However, I just don't see a world where it's necessarily a smart decision to pass up on either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, the consensus top one and two quarterbacks coming out in this year's draft.
1: Stay up to date all year on the Houston Texans by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Texans on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, the Saints now have what they need to contend next year after the Sean Payton trade. Looking for all the deliciousness you want from a snack without the fat and calories? Then you got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays and I know my goal was to eat a little healthier this year and if you're like me, you you want to eat healthier but you don't want to compromise taste and that's where Bilt Bar comes in. It is my go-to whether I'm running out the door to go run an errand or whether I'm going to work out or whether I'm coming back from working out or whether I am just hungry and want something that is not going to make me feel guilty for eating it and guilty for enjoying it. That is a key thing because these things are the truth when it comes to delicious factor. 100% real chocolate with flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond, all the puff flavors. Uh, Like the brownie batter is crazy. The coconut puff is out of this world. And it's only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. I need to restock them right now. Like as soon as I finish reading this, I I have to go to built.com and order more. But... You don't have to just go to Bilt.com. You go to Walmart or Sam's Club. I'm a little busy. I can't get there over the next couple of days. So I'm going to go to Bilt.com, but you can go to Walmart. Just do your regular shopping or Sam's Club, your regular shopping and grab a Built bar today. And you can thank me later. The wait is finally over. The New Orleans Saints will get a first round pick back as they send Sean Payton to Denver. Ross Jackson from Locked on Saints believes the Saints have everything they need for contention next year in a bad NFC South. We have a Sean Payton trade that is now official.
5: He is headed to Denver and in return, the New Orleans Saints are receiving a first round pick here in 2023 and future draft considerations set to be a second round pick in 2024. So that's big for the New Orleans Saints. They also move a 2024 third round pick as well, just to kind of help, I'm sure, even out some of the odds there. So Sean Payton and a third round selection in 2024 heading to Denver, the Saints now back in the first round, and that gives them everything that they need in terms of the materials, the tools, whatever it is that they need in order to be competitive in 2023 in a division that's going to be, let's face it, pretty bad in, in you know throughout that season. That the trick here, though, is that the Saints now have to get it all right. They've got Chris Olave, They've got Rashid Jahi. They've got Alvin Kamara. They've got Cam Jordan, DeMario Davis, uh, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Waralante Taylor, Paul Sidebo, Pete Werner. They've got all the pieces. They've got a bunch of pieces all over the team. But now, quarterback becomes the big focus. And so now that the Saints get that first-round pick— You start to look at, okay, so who are the draft prospects that are available? Sure, but also that gives them the fodder to go out and be able to potentially make a trade for a quarterback this offseason as well. And I know that there are some quarterbacks that people like, some quarterbacks that people don't like. Doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is that the Saints have the fodder that they need if that's the route that they want to go. So if the New Orleans Saints want to be successful, they've got to get it all right. But there's no excuse at this point. You either get it right or you don't. You have the material that you need in order to be competitive
1: in 2023. The thing that we know about the Saints is they are willing to put all their cards on the table. They are willing to go all in, but they were not going to have the assets to go all in this offseason without a first round pick. Now they got more than just a first round pick. They got a second next year as well that they could use in a trade to go get a quarterback or another player that they feel like can push them over the top. Plenty of quarterbacks going to be out there and available. Aaron Rodgers ever heard of him Tom Brady Derek Carr Jimmy G plenty of guys who could come in and elevate this team or you just stick and pick and get a player they are willing to do what they think it takes to contend but you need the assets to do it they now they now have them you may remember Howard Megdal from Locked On Women's Basketball being the first to report the mutual interest between Courtney Vandersloot and the New York Liberty. The first step toward that becoming a reality took place Tuesday. Vandersloot announced in a social media post that she won't be returning to the Chicago sky. She wrote in an Instagram post, Although I never planned for this day to come, I have decided it is time for me to pursue a new beginning. I will forever be grateful for the memories I have made during my time here. It's goodbye for now. But thank you forever. And thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, where do we stand with the NBA playoff picture? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.